exalt, empower, embrace. This is the Park Street Family Ministry Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 28 of the Park Street Family Ministry Podcast. This is Adam Herndon, Family Minister of Park Street Church. Uh, Thank you for joining me today. Today we are going to continue our series in adolescent culture and how that culture impacts the way um, adolescents are using social media. Uh, But before we jump just right into that, I want to wish everybody a very happy Holy Week and Easter. Uh, We will be celebrating uh, the resurrection of our Lord in just a couple days. And so um, even though uh, none of us probably last Easter, when the uh, sanctuary was completely empty, could anticipate that we'd be it would be uh, similar. Um, here we are, but the good news is is that Jesus is still the risen Lord, and so I hope that you have a wonderful, joy-filled, worshipful Easter uh, with your family, maybe a few close loved ones. And that you're finding some way to make this day, uh, the day we celebrate the resurrection, uh, meaningful in your home and with your kids. So today I want to look a little bit around uh, the culture of performance and stress that our adolescents are growing up in. Our teens today are incredibly busy. The demands on them, especially in a high-achieving, high-academic culture like Boston, Um, is higher than ever before. And adolescents are incredibly stressed and busy. In a little bit, I will play a clip of a few adolescents who are just sharing their experience. Um, But uh, psychologist David Elkind, who uh, used to be at Tufts, I don't believe he's there anymore, uh, he wrote this in his book, uh, Ties That Stress. He says, Today, now that a new imbalance reigns, Children and youth are under greater stress than adults. I mean, that's a pretty big statement to think of. You know, if you can just think of your own life as a as a parent, uh, maybe you're a working parent. Uh, you have you know so many things to manage, bills to pay, uh, relationships to manage, um, things going on at work possibly, um, and to think that even with all those going on, that adolescents could be in under a greater amount of stress than adults is, is pretty alarming and a very uh, eye-opening statement. And as somebody who has worked with youth for over 15 years, I mean, I, I can see the how much more stressed our teens become year after year after year as the expectations keep going higher and higher and higher. Um, and we as parents can have really great intentions for our kids and, and push them to play instruments, do athletics, uh, be in as many AP classes, uh, go to Russian math. Uh, I mean, you, you name it. We just we put our kids in so many different programs because we want them to excel. We want them to have every opportunity. Um, and, we, and, and parents do it out of love for their kids. But sometimes I worry that we we push our kids too much. We don't give our kids um, enough space because we want them to compete. We want them to be at the top. Um, what's funny though is that you know if, I've never been in a room with a with a group of parents where if you asked you know how many of you think your kids are above average, you know 
almost the whole group will will raise their hand. And so we all have this desire for our kids to be above average. We want them to be at the top of everything that they do. And so, uh, but that starts to create a, a, a culture of performance around them that they have to achieve to a certain standard. And I know no parents want to, uh, are trying to communicate this, but the sometimes then our, our kids can feel that they're only valued as well as they perform. Um, because they not only will maybe feel that message from home a little bit, but they'll feel it from their schools as well. I mean, the kids that excel, the kids who are well-behaved, the kids who are the best athletes, the kids who are the best at what they do get the most attention at their school. And it's not because uh, I don't I don't think it's always mindful, intentional attention that's given to them, but they're just easier. And so... So they get more attention from their teachers. They get more attentions from attention from their coaches because they're um, they're easier. Which means the kids who don't perform as well, the kids that struggle a little more, can uh, be placed under a greater amount of stress because they don't feel like anybody cares. They don't feel like they measure up. They don't feel like they are good enough. My uh, my doctoral advisor. He, he would talk about it this way. He, he said that, you know, all adolescents are under stress, right? All of them are stressed, but there are some who are better adapters than other, and the adapters excel, and they're the ones who are, yeah, usually at the top of their class, who are doing good, who are getting all the attention. And so, you know, if we think about it, almost in every category or place that adolescents are, they're their value is measured by their performance. Um, if they do not perform, they're no longer value. Chap Clark writes in his book, Hurt 2.0, he says, Adolescents have learned that what matters is not who they are, but what they do. And I hope that that is, uh, that is not true in the church, but sometimes... I feel like it can be because, like I said before, teachers, the, the kids that excel, the kids that kind of do what you want them to do, are just are, they, they make it easier. And so it's natural for people to want to flock to them. But all of that creates a, 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 a culture of achievement. And when you don't achieve, it builds stress or uh you get so locked into wanting to achieve you to to want to meet expectations that the kids place a greater amount of pressure and stress on themselves so there can be achievement pressure for our youth that comes that comes from the home and like i said i don't think that it's something intentional i think it comes from a place of love but we need to be careful of how um uh our 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 teenagers are doing and how the amount of work and things like that can uh, be pressuring them. And and sometimes the crazy thing itself is that it doesn't even have to, it could not become from the home. It could be just a pressure that they feel um, from school and from their peers. And so teens can put an overwhelming amount of stress and pressure on themselves to keep up with their peers and to, uh, or to excel over their peers, or to please their teachers, and to please their administrators. Educator Denise Clark Pope 
in her book, Doing School, writes this. She says, The workload is so great and expectations so high that these students feel obligated to give up recreation and sleep as well as many aspects of social life in order to succeed. Um, and that's clearly, you know, when, when our kids aren't sleeping, that's a problem. I mean, the, the typical, I would say if I say that the average student even here at Park Street, um, you know, they're up at, what, 6, 6.30 to get ready for school. They're at school all day. They After school, they have clubs and practices. Um, they're maybe in leadership positions for different student organizations. Uh, all the while, they're in two to three AP classes. So then they come home uh, after, you know, after their clubs and practices and things. So what, they get home maybe around 6 o'clock, maybe, maybe a little later, depending on what the commute is like. Uh, they maybe get to eat dinner with their family or they have a rush dinner with their family. And then they have three to four hours of homework a night. And, you know, so a student is going to bed at midnight or later and then trying to get up uh, to get ready for school at six. I mean, they're clearly not getting enough sleep and, and sleep is really important for an adolescent, right? I mean, their body is doing so much development um, they need their sleep. And so, and, and a lack of sleep also adds to stress. And so I think as parents, like we need to be aware of our kids, right? And, uh, are we okay if our kid isn't the top performer? And I'm saying, uh, of course, I'm not saying that we, sh- that, uh, we shouldn't encourage our kids to do their best, but do we believe that their best is good enough, right? Are we happy? Will we be happy if our kids come home with Bs um, if they are trying their best? Um, you know, are, are we okay if our if our kids don't go to uh, a top-tier college? Um, are we okay if our kids decide to do their first two years at community college? Um and so, and I think the other danger too is that it's easy to make uh, academics, you know, an idol. That you know that that will ultimately what matters in life is your GPA, uh, what college you go to, uh, what career, what job you have, and it's easy to push all of these things, and they become more important than faith. And I don't think necessarily that, you know, parents have this in mind. I think, you know, if you ask anybody, especially somebody from a church context, they would say, oh yeah, you know, Jesus is the most important thing. Faith is the most important thing. Uh, But I think it's important that if that is what we profess, if that is what we think, we make sure our lives reflect that and what we prioritize around our kid's life. And I'm not trying to argue that they have to be at church, you know, every single Sunday and every single Friday night or at every single program and things like that. But if we were to ask our teens or kids, what is the biggest priority in our homes? Would they also say faith or would they say um, academics or school or sports or something else? So uh, just a little food for thought around that, because I think sometimes we, we do things and or we don't think about what our actions and things might be communicating. 
Um, so now I'm going to play a little clip that kind of shares some of these thoughts, and actually it has a few high schoolers themselves, not from Park Street, um, who uh, share a little bit about their culture. Um, and then afterwards I'm going to share a few um, statistics uh, that uh, that that um, showed up in the video that you won't be able to see because I'm just going to play the audio and this is a podcast. So, um, but it's uh, it was a YouTube video. That the video is called uh, "Speaking Up on Teen Stress" um, from uh, Edutopia, and uh, yeah, so let's cut over and take a listen. We're going to share a high and a low experience from this last week. A low for me is I had my first anxiety attack like I want to say three days ago, so that's stressful. I've had a lot of friends throughout my life that have really struggled with their mental health and I felt like it was something that wasn't being taken seriously for people that were young. I do think student stress is getting worse. I mean, the majority of people I know we're getting four hours of sleep a night and it's like I can't have a crisis right now, I'm too busy. One of the main stressors is academics. The pressure to perform at a very high level academically, the pressure to just be well-rounded. Being on a sport, trying to get into college, in general, things are more competitive. So there's just been this sort of like ramp up of the expectations and, and what you need to do to succeed. It's unfortunate that in an attempt to make sure all of our students are successful, we're forgetting to acknowledge that student health has to come before academic success. I almost didn't graduate. It was a struggle. I was going to classes and putting my head down and just kind of sleeping through classes. I myself went through a really hard stage of depression my junior year where I didn't want to come to school and I didn't want to get out of bed. I've known quite a few people who have been suicidal and have been very close to taking an attempt. In high school, there's also that um, stigma or that idea of I need to be strong and happy and cheerful and like fit in. Kids more and more, they're going home after school and they're isolating in their rooms and they're hanging out on their tablets or smartphones. And there's just this lack of support mixed with this false version of who people are and their success. We definitely have a culture of perfection on social media in that we're trying to show our best lives even if we don't feel like we're living it. It would have been nice if everyone at the school had some sort of idea that it was okay to talk about your problems. Everybody's got something that they should talk about and they shouldn't keep inside and have to deal with by themselves. Not everybody can talk to an adult. Maybe they need appear to talk to someone their age that might be going through what they're going through or have experience. In high school, all of the stressful things all mixed together in a pot inside of you and it's a lot to handle. Because kids are coming into teachers' classrooms every single day, it's important for those teachers to let kids know that they care about them.
it's okay to take that break from your curriculum sometimes to check on your students. You can't teach a kid who is struggling and dealing with depression and anxiety and possible thoughts of suicide. We talk a lot about resiliency and one of the things that you know makes a more resilient student is having an adult who cares about them. Yeah, so lots of good stuff in that uh, video that kind of will bring together uh, what we've talked about so far and then kind of how we're going to wrap up this podcast. Um, but just some things that came across uh, that are in the video. Uh, recently, Pew Research, a couple, I guess 2019, uh, ran a poll, and it showed that 70% of teens reported that anxiety and depression were major problems. Um, in another study, it says that adolescents ages 12 to 17 experience experiencing a major depressive episode increased 52% from 2005 to 2017. Um, those are alarming numbers. It says nearly half of teens report being on their phone almost constantly, nearly doubled the performance since 2015. That was also done by Pew Research in 2018. Um, and one of the, uh, I believe it was one of the girls in the video also mentioned about how, you know, social media adds another layer of stress and anxiety to um, what is already a, a culture of performance and uh, stress as well. Um, you know, that social media, some, the people are projecting, uh, you know, perfection, an image of themselves. And a lot of times teens feel like, they need to live up to that. And a few episodes ago, we, or I played a clip from uh, uh, from Seinfeld about kind of worlds colliding. And so, um, but what that does on social media is just add, it, it adds to the stress. Um, but there are a few hopeful things in there as well. And this is where I want us to leave. It said that, you know, students who feel supported by their teachers are more engaged um, and they're learning. Um, and it was also said that, you know, students who have an adult to support them do well, too. And another student who talked about um, the importance of having peer-to-peer -peer emotional support. And this is where I think the church has an answer to this problem of this culture of performance and stress. Um, our kids need other adults in their lives, um, that will encourage them, support them, that someone that they can talk to. And so this is where, like, our youth leaders are so critical, getting our kids to connect with our youth leaders. Um, or as uh, Chris talked about last time, just having, like, two or three families, Christian families, who you are engaged in intentional Christian community with, who, um, who know your kids and can support them and encourage them is so important. And then also the need for our kids to be around other Christian uh, uh, teenagers, be uh, other Christian peers, uh, so that they're being supported from other teens who have a similar faith foundation. You know, our ultimate hope is that through the youth ministry, some of those relationships form, um, and that kids use those relationships to actually talk about Jesus together and to share about life and faith and um, but one of the reasons I think that adolescents have just flocked to social media 
uh, for connection is because their their lives are so scheduled, they just don't have the space to have as much personal interaction as they want. And so it's a way that they connect with each other. It's a way they share life. It's a way they build community. Uh, but the problem is it, it's, a, it's a little bit of a false community um, and that it requires nothing of you. You can have uh, friends on there who you barely know. Um, you can, and then you can judge yourself next to people who you barely know, um, and because you don't have the whole picture of their life. Um, but like Chris talked about in our podcast last time, you know, the kids, especially kids in the city, just don't have the ability to you know, get on their bike and necessarily ride over to a friend's house, especially if they live on the other side of the city. And so, uh, so when you, when you couple like the, the transportation, uh, obstacles and the time obstacles and things like that, it's hard to find space for our kids to connect and to be around community of their peers. And so all of that can add stress to our kids' lives. Uh, but my hope is that as a, a youth ministry and as the church, um, that when our teens and our adolescents come here, that this is not a place of stress and performance, uh, that our kids feel loved and valued for simply who they are, for how God created them, uh, that they feel embraced, that they have adults in their life who support and encourage them, and so they have a loving community around them, and uh, and uh, parents have a, a big role in in making sure or that happens, or at least setting the condition the best conditions possible uh, for that to happen. So my encouragement to you today is to be aware of the stress that your adolescents may be under. Um, so I mean, not only if you have like you know uh, a blow up in the home. Well, is it just because of something you did? But it also may be part of the stress that they're under and they're feeling from school. So I encourage you just to have open conversations with your uh, with your teens, check in to see how they are doing. Uh, make sure that they have the uh, the support that they need, that they're, they have other uh, adults that they can check in with, that they want to. They have good Christian community. Um, and their life and surrounding them. Make sure they have uh, uh, peer, uh, good Christian peer friendships that they're engaged in. And most importantly, to make sure that they're taking care of their soul, that they are having time to connect with Jesus, to pray, uh, to engage in worship, to be around Christian peers. Um, and so I also encourage you this week to think about what do we prioritize in our family? If I ask my kids what is our what are our priorities as a family, what would they say? How are those priorities reflected in our daily life? Um, so, while our adolescents are under a lot of stress and pressure and live in a culture of performance, but the good news is that uh, Jesus Christ is their hope, and the church is an expression, an extension of His love towards them. And in him, they are loved for who they are and not for how they perform. And so let us uh, re- continue to reinforce that message with our students. Thanks for joining me uh, this week, and I look forward to having you back next time. Bye.